Welcome to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. So today what I want to talk about is I want to talk about, we're talking about a series of nothing. Well, today the talk is three points because I've been in America and every Baptist has three points. I'm not even going to wait to give you my three points because if you can't remember these three points, you don't have a memory. You live in the present fully and are unable to retain information. So my first point for today is nothing matters more. My second point for today is nothing matters more. And there's this curveball on the third point, which no one sees coming. Nothing matters more. So in Luke 15, he also says in Matthew 15, so uh, Matthew 18, Luke 15, Matthew 18. If you want to read from the City Hill app, you'll be reading from the same translation as me. We're going to pick Matthew 18 out of the two, actually, in verse 10. Matthew 18, verse 10. See that you do not despise none of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels, their, their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray? Does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of my father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. It is not the will that one of these little ones should perish. And it goes on to say that the whole of heaven, like a host of angels, just rejoices over one person returning. And that, and that started to get me kind of thinking about a few things. Because while I was there, I was listening to a lot of people talk about church, church structures, church strategy and everything they do. And that's really, really cool. And then I started thinking about my own personal life, who I am, what I do. I started thinking about City Hill, what we do, what we're about, what we're about for this year. And then some things started to, to, to really kind of impact me and some things that God started saying to me while I was there. So today, I don't have anything clever to say because there is nothing clever to say and I can't be bothered to give anything clever to say because nothing matters more. Nothing matters more. There are sheep that have gone astray. Nothing matters more. And the problem we have is that though one of the 99 has gone astray or everything else matters more, Everything else matters more. I mean everything. I mean my Instagram account matters more. My, my Twitter matters more. My Snapchat, the angle of my photo matters more. My, my bank balance matters more. Um, my, my fashion sense, my image, everything at the moment today when, when, I, when I talk to Christians matters more than the thing that should matter the most. And I just started to feel so challenged about myself and who I am. And so I'm doing something this week where there's a lot of stuff I have to do for City Hill that I haven't done because I've been away. And while I was in America, I got sick as well, so I couldn't even sit on my laptop and do stuff. I was just on the toilet the whole time. Great weight loss, though. Got those, forget gains, man got losses. It was so cool, don't need sign up gym anymore. Woo! Yeah, jeez. It was like a TD Jakes, that was loosed. <laughs> wow. Uh, but you're just thanking God for when it stops. Hey! <laughs> those inspiring words but God started speaking about my life my schedule what I'm prioritizing and the things that I want to do and then God started highlighting and showing me people and the people who started highlighting and showing me people they were friends that were close to me 
that are no longer close to him. And that for years, I've known they're not close to him. But we used to roll together. We used to do faith together. And you know what? I shared this story in Texas. I'm going to share it with you guys today because I don't think I've ever shared it here. Um, it's a messy story, which is why I shared it in Texas, because I knew it would get me in trouble with a lot of people in the congregation. And I love getting in trouble with people. Hence, shouting douche from the platform. No, I didn't know that would get me in trouble. If I did, I'd have probably done it sooner. Although, <laughs> after Zach called me out on it, the other services, I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead. But... So when I was like 15, 14, sorry, I was going to school like drinking beer on my way to school. I wasn't smashed the weekends. I was smashed on my way to school. That was how my life was. There were people that were after me, all sorts of issues and challenges and stuff. And then Jesus came into my life. I met him in an amazing way. My parents made me go to church. I loved him as a kid, but as a teenager, I was a douche. Hey, I'll throw it on the City Hill podcast, no problems. I was an absolute douche. And then when God came into my life, I was so liberated. I felt clean. I felt my conscience was just dealt with. I felt so good about myself. I did this really stupid thing where I changed my dress sense. So my wardrobe changed as well as my life. My friends were like, when they heard me come back from Portugal where I'd met with God, I went back to the hotel different. I've been out getting drunk, doing drugs, chasing waitresses, maids, anyone and everyone. I went back to the hotel from this clifftop experience and I started telling everyone I was a Christian and telling them about Jesus. I had a date that night. She was trying to get it on on the beach. I led her to Jesus because that kind of a change happened. I went back home different. My friend said to me, don't worry, Andy, we'll fix this. We'll fix this. We'll go have a few pints. Come on, sunshine, don't worry. Get a few down. You'll be all right, sunshine. Be all right. That's how my mates were. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not old enough, so I'll come with you, but I'm having an orange juice. And I sat in this pub in Mitcham that we drive past all the time, and I had an orange juice. I haven't been drunk since I was 15. I still drink, I love a drink, but that's just not me anymore. And it's, I left school and I went straight to Bible college. I wasn't old enough to, they shouldn't have allowed me on the course, but God made a way for me to do it. And before I went to Bible college, I went on holiday with my parents and my best friend, Mark. And my fashion sense changed and I had like these white Reebok classics, I had these white tracksuit bottoms, I had this white top, white hoodie and white nightcap because I felt clean. I was the opposite of how Andre dresses, the stark opposite. We have the men in black over here. I was the man in white. And we're on this holiday, we've been like partying, we've been drinking because it's the Play Americas in Tenerife. I'm old enough to drink there. So we're having a great time, having loads of fun. We've been even telling people about Jesus. We were even praying for sick people. I'm not even kidding you. Like straight up, that was the holiday I was having. It was so awesome. And the cool thing was, I would sunbathe with the study Bible because the gold edging. I'm not even kidding you, man. Joey Essex with a large study Bible over here. Jeez. So that's just how I was. And I remember the last night we were going out and my best friend wanted to take the mix. So what did he do? He wore white tracksuit bottoms, white trainers, and a white vest because he didn't have any other white clothes. And so we're out, we're drinking, we're having a good time. We get to this, this bar. And I'm looking around and I see this one girl dressed like Britney Spears, like the P orange PVC stuff. And I'm like going, Mark, listen, bro, th this girl's dangerous. Like, you look after me, I look after you. He's like, yeah, I got you, I, like, I got you. She came over, she started dancing with us. She starts making a move for Mark. I'm like, oh, hey, bro, let's go bar, man. Grab him around the neck. We go to the bar, look after him. He's like, oh, cheers, man. I'm like, it's cool, it's cool. And then later on in the evening, I notice he's away from me because there's this girl he likes in the hotel and they're chatting. And this girl comes back dancing and now she's made making like a, like a kind of like move towards me. I'm kind of dancing away. I'm looking at Mark, like, you know, we have a deal. I look after you, you look after me. And um, he looks at the girl he's with, looks at me, looks at the girl he's with, and then smiles. 
And then I'm like, no, bro, never leave a guy behind, man. Never leave men behind. That's like the American army. That's how we roll. And then I'm looking at him like that. And while I'm going like that to him, I'm not looking at her. And like Jaws over here has just started attacking and eating my face. Like she was so drunk, it was eating my face. It was, it was disgusting. And I've been telling one about Jesus on the, uh, on, the, on the hotel and all this stuff. And then they just start thinking, this is the best thing ever, man. They just start ripping me. And like, I can take banter. I love banter. Banter is how I roll. Um, I love that stuff. But that was killing me because this really mattered to me. And what they were saying, it really hurt me. So I got upset. I got a beer, sat on my own away from everyone. Because I pushed her off, going, what are you doing, kind of thing. But then they were like, too late, calling me out, cussing me out. Mark was like, this is brilliant. I'm going to cuss him out as well. Mark's not helping me. He's just battering me. I'm like, you were meant to be there for me, kind of thing. And I'm at the, I'm at the bar, like, crying into my beer like Ron Burgundy. I'm a bit like, I'm in a glass case of emotion, kind of thing, crying into this thing. And then what happens is... As I'm at the bar, I look up, and she's in the corner with some guy, and they're doing things openly you shouldn't really be doing in public, and I'm like, oh, this is worse, and people are cussing me harder. Then she's gone, and when she's gone, I'm like, great, I can move on with my night, I can have a good time. So I go to stand up. As I go to stand up, this is about, this has happened over like a half an hour period. I go to stand up, and um, as I stand up, I feel God's presence, and I feel God directly speak to me and say, get out. Not the film Get Out. I did not feel I was about to be racially enslaved. I hear, get out. And I'm like, what? God, this is, this is about to get good. And there is tons of my beer left. I'm 17, remember? So this is like, what? Leave a beer behind? Are you kidding me? This is not how we roll. Not a fresh one with like only that much drunk. This is insane. God says, get out. So I get out. And I just walk straight outside. I leave it behind. Leave everyone behind. Don't tell anyone where I'm going. I just walk straight out. I'm standing in the middle of the Play of Americas. It's popping. It's crazy. God says, walk down the street. This never happens to me the other way. I don't have like a holy GPS that like just, where God just starts going like, take a left now. That doesn't happen. This has never happened to me before. It's never happened again. I start walking straight down the street. I hear stop, stop, turn left, turn left. Start walking down, stop. And I just start standing there. Play to Americas, loads of clubs, loads of bars, loads of dancing, everything's popping up. I've got a guy in my face like drunk going, get out of my way because he wants to walk up the street and doesn't want to move around me. And he's like about to knock me out. I'm thinking, great, God, thanks. But God said, stop. So I keep standing in my position, about to get pummeled. And over all the beats, over all the bass, over everything I can hear around me, I can hear one woman just screaming in my head. I can hear someone screaming and shouting. And no one else is paying attention. No one else seems bothered. Everyone else is doing their thing. And I'm looking around. And to the left of me, there's this alleyway. And I can see this arm out of this alley. So I go over to see what this arm is. And as I get there, it's the girl from the club. The one, Jaws, who tried to eat my face. And there's this huge guy down the alleyway who's trying to rape her. And he's the guy from the corner, the guy that was with her. And he's trying to rape her. And I just feel God's presence come over me. And like, I'm slim now, but back then, there was a lady at the church I was at that whenever I would go out for lunch, <laughs> you're laughing because you know, I'm walking out for lunch, a different mark, but um, well, she didn't do this then because I wasn't working at the church then. This is just before I started, but I was the same weight then. So I would walk out for lunch with this other guy called Mark, and as I walk out, and this, ironically, the Mark who I was on holiday with, this was his grandma. She used to go in this shrill kind of voice, is Andy anorexic? It's like, I'm going for lunch. Like, this isn't helpful, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not anorexic. And then Mark would be like, the other Mark, he'd be like, have you seen him eat? 
Like, I was the skinniest thing you've ever seen, and I'd go buffet, and I'd be like seven plates down, man. I'd be like, the guy would be there looking at me being like, Jesus, where is this going? Like, I cannot understand. So, like, yeah, so I was that skinny. This guy was huge, like, kind of like muscle head, huge guy. Like, if he missed me with the punch, I'm KO'd. If he missed me and a leaf came with it, I could be down for weeks. This guy stood there. I felt God's presence come over me. He starts shaking like a leaf, not me, and he runs away. And so then I'm with this girl in the Play at Americas. I walk out around the corner, start walking back up. She's absolutely smashed. She can't look after herself. She had like two, two whole bottles of wine. I'm walking her back up, and then I see my boy Mark with her best friend. I'm like, oh, great, now you show up. You know what I mean? It's like, you were meant to save me hours ago, and now you want to rock up when it's, the, when it's the cool bit. So then he comes with her friend. Me and him are like, you girls cannot be out tonight. You are so inebriated. Like, what just tried to happen then, that's going to happen again. So we start walking them back to the hotel. As we're walking along the beach, she's going to me, how did you find me? How did you find me? And I said, I was at the bar, and I just felt the Holy Spirit. I felt God speak to me and give me directions. God led me to where you were to save you. And she's looking at me like, what? And I go, that's not the best bit. God became flesh and blood, lived among us, and died across on a cross that not only you would be saved, like this is this here and now, other crazy stuff's gonna happen in your life, but he wants to save you from all sin, all hurt, all pain. He wants to give you newness of life. And so I, we pre- I preached to the gospel and her friend on the beach. On the beach, they gave their lives to Jesus on the beach in the Plain Americas. And as we prayed for them, it's crazy how people sober up when you start praying for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, it was weird. It's the opposite of charismatics praying for the Holy Spirit. Charismatics pray for the Holy Spirit and people act drunk. These two, we prayed for them, they start acting sober. We walk back to their hotel. I'm standing outside their hotel. This girl gives me the biggest hug and says, thank you so much. And then she gives me a kiss on the cheek, way better than the jaws attack in the club, way better. Gives me a kiss on the cheek, turns away over a friend, walks away, and then stops as they're walking away, looks back, looks at me up and down, looks Mark up and down and goes, are you guys angels? Dressed in all white, white Reebok classics, white tracksuit bottoms, white top, white hoodie, white cap. And I looked at her and said, I guess we are. The next day, I flew out of there with my friend at 5 a.m. in the morning and she never saw us again. Why do I share that story? I share that story because Nothing matters more than sharing Jesus with people. Nothing matters more than sharing Jesus with people. If you had a billion dollar check you could write for someone today, you would not be giving them something bigger than if you gave them Jesus. Because if you truly believe the gospel, you believe Jesus is coming back. If Jesus comes back, there's a new heaven and a new earth. And when he comes, no rich guy can walk up to Jesus and go, hey, Jesus, by the way, you know, I'm a part of this kingdom thing. Let me slip you some cash. He'd be like, the moment he appeared, all money has no value anymore. Zero value. It's irrelevant. When we speak of things which are eternal, no one can buy their way into that. It's a free gift given through his sacrifice on the cross. You and I, every single week, have incredible privilege of having a narrative, a story of unbelievable inconceivable life change that we can share with someone. And as I was in Texas and I shared that story at the front, I realized Mark 
doesn't walk with Jesus anymore. And I've known that for a long time. And I haven't gone to get my boy. Let me tell you what's happening this week. Aria. Aria, look, I'm wearing a hat. I don't care that my dad's at a PowerPoint and a message. It's the PowerPoint, Eden! It's the freaking PowerPoint! Chill! Yeah, you hide your face under that hat. It's the PowerPoint! I'll tell you what I'm doing this week. I'm clearing my schedule. I'm clearing the schedule. I've got some really important stuff to do this week. I'm clearing it. And I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm chasing the prodigals that I know. The prodigals that I know. And I'm bringing them home. Because when I read of who he is, I see that nothing matters more. Here's the thing. I'm going to read this passage from Philippians 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation, that's what it is, participation in the Spirit, any affection, if you have any affection in you, any sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one way of thinking. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That's only the only way you ever do evangelism. If you're more important, you'll never risk looking like an idiot. You'll never risk leaving your pint behind and having a good night because God is doing something. Let each of you look not for his own interest, but also the interests of others. Have this attitude among yourselves, which was yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, not something to be kept hold of, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness and the appearance of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's because nothing matters more. He gets the name above every name because nothing matters more than giving of yourself for others. Nothing, guys. Nothing. I want to encourage each and every single one of us this week to have one moment, the very minimum, the easiest thing on earth. You may not want to do some of the crazy stuff that I do. The easiest thing every one of us can do is we can grab a where you belong card to someone we know who's hurting or someone we know who needs to experience the love of God. Next week, I'm giving you a heads up. I gave you all three points today before I even said a single thing. Next week is about love. It's about love. Without love, I am nothing. Next week, I'm going to share a gospel message and I'm going to share a message about love. If you know anyone this week who, who you know isn't feeling loved or isn't feeling appreciated, we will love on them next week and we will have a message to share. If you know a prodigal, so you're not even talking about your atheist friend who doesn't give a hoot about God. If you know someone who used to love God and right now stuff has happened in their life and they are hurting, next week is the week to totally invite them. I want to encourage every single one of us on our way homes, don't do it later, do it early, do it quick because it's not a conviction thing, it's not a manipulation thing, it's a lifestyle thing that nothing matters more. Get a hold of someone you know who used to love the Lord, who started walking away and just start to say, hey man, just start connecting and start serving, start loving. I'm going to pray for us as if for today. Father God, I thank you that nothing matters more. And the reason I thank you for that is because actually if nothing mattered more to you, you don't come out of heaven and become in the likeness of men. And if you're not in the likeness of a man, you don't die on the cross for our sins. If you don't die on the cross for our sins, 
we're not only like the walking dead right now, but we just will experience death and that'll be it. But because of you, we'll experience the life and the resurrection of Jesus out of our death, out of our misery, that we will share in what you have for us. Father, I pray this week would be an amazing week in all of our lives. Father, I pray this week would be a week where you would start to stir up our hearts towards those who are far from you. I pray this week would remind us, God, of the people we love that we were doing this thing with that we no longer have around us, that we would be people who go and love and share. We don't need to be people that steal the deal, but we need to be people that engage and love and go after the prodigals. I pray that you would be with us and you would speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit this week. In Jesus' name, amen. hope you enjoyed today's message and if you'd like to find out more about City Hill please visit our website cityhill.london